0: This is the first time. Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center neighborhood. Here's your host, Jen Sodini. Okay, next up is Adalie Judy. If I've ever referred to myself as... As punk, it's like maximum irony. It's like, oh my god, I hosted that database on Google instead of our internal approved because I'm punk as fuck. Like, that's as far as it goes. I did have a Jello Biafra spoken word CD. Um, yeah, right? It was, it's like helped shape my 1990s opinions about politics. Oh, thank you everybody for missing the Republican debate to be here tonight. Speaking of which. Uh, Adelaide is pretty punk as fuck. She is a stunt woman professionally. She was in the movie Divergent. Remember all those like the crazy people who did all the crazy stunt the, the crazy sect. Whatever you know, whatever. Um <laughs> you guys saw them I saw it I saw it in Spanish too um, and she also is the developer of she's a dancer she developed the body slam technique I was watching the videos it's kind of awesome it's like wrestling in aikido, and like it's, it's beautiful and really intense she ran Breakbone dance from 97 to 13 and she has break 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 way, is it break wave clothing bone, bone wave. wave Jesus Breakbone dance and bone wear thank you well, then you can check her out on Etsy. My pleasure to introduce Adelie. Hello.
1: All right, so yes, I will preface here that I'm not a writer or a poet. Um, what I am is the retired Chicago modern dancer. I was here for 22 years doing dance stuff and then turned stunt woman. Um, my history is of uh, New York... Uh, runaway teen, when I ran away to New York City, uh, from Texas. So that's kind of my background. Um, And I'm going to perform for you the mosh pit. And everybody knows what the mosh pit is, right? Okay, good. Because I don't want to have to demonstrate all that, because it's fierce and I get tired. Um. (laughs) Okay, here we go. The mosh pit. Some guy from some punk band you've never heard of once said, if you can't say it in less than three minutes, it's not worth opening your mouth. Add that to a fast paced three chord progression and screaming vocalist, sloppy fast drumming and redundant chorus, and you've got punk. I didn't find punk. I was hurled into it. After losing my father to suicide when I was 12, he was my entire world. After his death, I was a lost cowgirl who grew up with quarter horses wearing Wrangler jeans, shit-stained Tony Llama boots, Eli button-down roper shirts, and Stetson hats. I was a proud member of the 4-H Precision Drill Team riding team and nationally placed showmanship and western pleasure rider in the youth category. If you know what that is, good for you. (laughs) In the aftermath of his death, though, I became an outcast. I didn't fit in. I befriended the metalheads and the freaks in my school and found angsty punk music to be the one thing that resonated with my state of mind. The Dead Kennedys were my first introduction into this fucked up new world, where Jello Biafra announced the end of the American dream and hence the end of my ever feeling normal again. Countless bands followed suit. There was Lee Ving's Fear, Mike Muir of Suicidal Tendencies, Mackie of Murphy's Law, John Bloodclot McGowan of Cromags, Ray Bees of Warzone, Slash Agnostic Front, and HR of Bad Brains. They spoke to me in loud, uncompromising voices. And in one quick decision, I took horse clippers and shaved off my blonde locks into a mohawk and dyed it green with vegetable dye. I was punk and then I ran away. New York, CBGB's, 1983. Imagine a 13-year-old runaway with a faded green mohawk, wearing beat-up army boots, ragged Levi jeans, and shirts held together by safety pins. The first rule of the mosh pit? There are no rules in the mosh pit. Well, (laughs) whoever told you that? They weren't there in a mosh pit. They weren't there in the early 80s New York's punk hardcore scene. They weren't there to experience the beginnings of something new. An entirely new sub-genre that rose up out of loud, dissonant music and a frustrated youth. Now, moshing is a lot of things, but what it's not is a fast-paced Pepsi commercial, a diabolical fight club, a freaky Mortal Kombat episode to a death metal soundtrack and I could go on and on about what it's not, but there were rules, unwritten rules, codes to mosh by, and believe it or not, mosh etiquette. (laughs) Oh yeah. In particular, in no order, it went something like this. Rule number one, no fighting. I I know what it looks like, but we're not really looking to fight. It's a simulation. Yeah, we get sweated on, elbowed, ribbed, booted, but it's nothing personal, and for the most part, it's accidental. It's all in the name of consensual moshing. (laughs) Rule number two, be accountable. I know that's hard, but you gotta be accountable for what you do in there. Watch your surroundings. Be quick to respond and learn to redirect. There's nothing like hurling yourself in the pit, pushing and shoving, dropping your weight, elbows out, protecting last two inches of personal space. Everyone's running around, bumping into each other, and the music's loud, and the flashing lights are going on, and someone goes down, and someone yanks them up by the scruff of their collar, and someone picks them up, and that's the man down rule number three. So messy and so chaotic. I love it. And last, rule number four, You make friends in the pit because they're the ones who'll have your back when you need it the most. I remember my first time in the mosh pit. I think it was at a black flag and butthole surfers playing the Twilight Room in Dallas. (laughs) The swirl of the circling momentum, the fists flying, the energy, the survival. Never had I experienced energy like this. It was intoxicating. Sweat-drenched and smelling of stale beer that the band had tossed from the stage. I endured three hours of cardio workout that would put Billy Blank's Taibo to shame. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) He'd be so tired. Oh, lordy. But being a girl in a predominantly male mosh pit was never a problem for me. I was treated like an equal and earned my right to stand center in the frenzy. That's the center of the chaos, and you earn your right to stand there when nobody bumps into you. I earned that. Usually it's for the big jerk guys, but I earned it. I kept up. I wasn't petite, I had muscle on me, and I was androgynous. I dressed as a boy, looked like a boy, acted like a boy, a key to surviving in the streets. And since I hadn't developed yet, because I was 13... My anger, androgyny, and ferocious biting mouth kept me, from saving, kept me safe from any sexual predation. That biting trick I learned from the dogs on the ranch. You learn to bite and nobody messes with you. It's a great deterrent for anything that gets you into trouble. I'm supposed to wink here, but I think you get what I mean. Um, I also remember the first time I encountered blood in the pit. It was at a packed Cro-Mag show at CBGB's. John was singing, We Gotta Know. A fast-paced guitar riff that went something like this: (laughs) Struggling in the streets, just trying to survive. Searching for the truth, just to keep us alive. Gotta break these shackles, gotta break these chains. But the only way we do if we lose our brains. Say there's gotta be some meaning to the purpose of life. I know there must be more than the struggle and strife. I'm searching for the answers and I need a clue. But my mind's so confused now. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And here. There's a pause in the song. A dude with a ripped circle jerk's tee jumps up on stage and hurls himself off into the pit, connecting his steel boot to some poor guy's nose who had a red mohawk. The crack was heard over the drums kicking in. This planet's turning into a hell. Poor Red, as we'll call him, now goes down as stomping boots continue past him. And the way things are looking ain't really look too well. And three comrades come up from behind and grab Red's leather jacket and yank him up. Said the action's starting already, starting to show. Blood pours down Red's face, but the question here is who'll go with the flow. Red continues to mosh, flinging his head around. And Blood goes gets everywhere, (laughs) flying like snot everywhere. Say there's gonna, 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 gonna gonna be a fight. Blood hits me on the cheek, cause someone's always trying to keep keep you, keep you, keep you, keep you, keep you, keep you from doing right. More blood gets on me as I wipe it like war paint across my face. There's always gonna be somebody coming no matter where you go. My sweat mingles with Red's blood and gets in my eyes and my mouth, cause now you know what we gotta know. We gotta know. And then I swallow. tell you there's nothing like it <laughs> that was a moment we had red and i yeah yeah it was we were warriors now i had a lot of dealings with blood in my times before this at the ranch i grew up with horses they would get cuts and abrasions and i helped assist the vet in stitching them back up i saw mares give birth and dissected roadkill yeah i did that i had my fair share of dealings with blood but this this Ritual in the mosh pit with red. This experience trumped it all. I was a warrior. I was a blood brother, sister, you know, kindred moshers. I tasted their blood, their sweat, smelled of them, became part of them. I was part of something that meant something to all of us. Nothing could compare to this experience we all shared to simulate danger, chaos, survival, and coming together as one. I look back on those times as My innocence. As brutal as it was, as violent as people think we were in the pit, we did have each other's backs. We didn't know about AIDS then. We didn't know about hepatitis. We were the garbage of the streets, and no one expected us to live very long. For many, HIV marked the end of what has been called the golden age of promiscuity. After Stonewall riots in 1969, when gays fought back against the police raid at the bar in New York's Greenwich Village, Gay activism exploded across the country, and social life became more open. I experienced that. And with birth control pills available, abortion legalized, and antibiotics given for sexually transmitted diseases, the risk of all forms of sex seemed more minimal than ever before. The attitude was, these diseases are only in gays, IV drug users, underdogs, and people who didn't deserve any special attention. And back when people thought... HIV could be transmitted through saliva or tears, that they would limit their casual contact or didn't even want to kiss the freaks on the cheek. Years later, I remember being in college. I was still a virgin, still punk rock, getting my first AIDS test, and them taking one look at me with my mohawk rolling their eyes and asking me if I ever shared intravenous needles or ever had unprotected sex or ever had a blood transfusion. Da-da-da-da-da. Not scared, I replied, as punk rock as I could. I tasted the blood of my brother. Do your worst. (laughs) Back then, the fear could have consumed me, could have scared me into being normal or whatever that means, um, and could have taken me along with many others. I could have contracted it, It's been over 32 years, I think I'm okay. (laughs) New York, 1983. Witness a brief moment in the evolution of the punk scene. My story is of a tight-knit community of rejects that let go of control and found loyalty, camaraderie, family amidst the chaos and dangers of life. The mosh pit like life, chaotic, dangerous, with rules, some unwritten rules, random happenings, simulated danger, whatever. Just let it live within these walls for one moment more. Hit it, boys!
0: You've been listening to a Chirp Radio podcast of our live storytelling and music series, The First Time. Our storyteller was Adelie Judy, and The First Time Four performed New York's All Right If You Like Saxophones by Fear. The First Time Four is Steve Frisbee, Liam Davis, Gerald Dowd, and Scott Stevenson. To hear more First Time pieces, check out the series website, firsttime.chirpradio.org. And you can find other podcasts produced in the station at chirpradio.org podcasts.